Hello everyone, thank you for listening once again to the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin. I'm my co-host, Tom Walker. The season is nearly at a close and we're just going to be focusing on the Premier League on the podcast this weekend. We are sponsored by good friends at matchbook.com. Please check out Matchbook and their new offering, Matchbook Zero, which gives you 0% commission and 0% margin on all the most popular leagues for your football bets. So check that one out. How are you doing, Tom, as we uh, roll into the final weeks of the season? Just two games left now in the Premier League. Yeah, well, as a Forest fan, very nervous, um, but also very excited. And then as a punter, uh, I feel like I feel like it does get tougher in the last couple of weeks, to be honest with you. Narrative is definitely built into prices. So if you've got a, a team that needs to win against a team that doesn't need to win, the team to win, even if they're the uh, foreseed worst team, they are uh, heavily odds on. So I think it does get a little bit murky, not to be a Debbie Downer, but in terms of entertainment, it's bloody exciting. Oh, you're damn right. It's, we're recording on a Wednesday night. We've just seen Manchester City beat Real Madrid 4-0 in the Champions League semi-final to uh, take their place in the final against Inter, where they'll probably absolutely smash them. But yeah, other than that, we're just going to dive straight in with the Premier League and uh, crack on with it. Shorter pod this week because we're only going through the one league. Then we'll go through the treble and then fantasy football. But um, yeah, let's go. All odds we're going to read out are taken from matchbook.com. We start 12.30 on Saturday with Tottenham at home to Brentford. 1.91 for Tottenham, 4.0 for the draw and 4.3 for Brentford. Obviously, the big news that broke again today, Ivan Tony banned for eight months for uh, betting offences. Um, can't work on the pod. No, no, he can't work on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't make enough money to go around anyway. <laughs> Do you think Spurs will win this game or could you see a, an upset? On the cards here, would it even be an upset? Can he class Brentford beating Spurs these days as an upset? Uh, it's a that's one for the football cliches pods. That that is an yeah. ever so slight upset, I think, because yeah. Tottenham are still Tottenham and Brentford was still a Championship club a couple of years ago. Um, I do expect Brentford to score a goal. I think we're going to get both teams to score here. Um, even I know Ivan Tony is it. Is the ban immediate? Immediate. Right, so that's, that's immediate. Yeah. Right, yeah. so they've still got Visa, they've still got uh, De Silva, they've still got a ton of options that they can call upon. So my both teams to score uh, research isn't just going to get scrapped. Uh, so 1.72 is the price. I mean, both teams' strengths are definitely going forward, I think. You know, have a look at Tottenham and defensively they've been they've been pretty terrible for for quite a while really. That clean sheet they got against uh, Crystal Palace, the only one before that uh, was the eighth of March. So that's one clean sheet in their last eleven games. Uh, that one against uh, AC Milan in the Champions League. So in terms of uh, Premier League, it was actually even further. Uh, beyond that, it was actually the win over Chelsea back in February. So, yeah, in terms of conceding, uh, Tottenham are pretty much nailed on. Yeah, uh, nothing more to add for this particular game for me. Uh, let's move into the three o'clock. We've got four of them this weekend. Starting with Bournemouth against Manchester United. 
6.6 for Bournemouth, 5.0 for the draw and 1.54 for Man U. Obviously, United are chasing the Champions League, currently in fourth, one point ahead of Liverpool, but they do have a game in hand to Manchester United. So, uh, despite Liverpool being hot on their heels, um, it is still very much in United's hands. And I personally expect them to win fairly routinely again this weekend at a fairly short price. Um, Bournemouth haven't really been the best at home recently. They've won just one of the last four at home, losing to Chelsea, West Ham and Brighton and beating Leeds in those four games. I just really get the vibe that they're they're very much, you know, the, the classic on the beach job done now, Bournemouth. You know, since that's, that's quite It's quite ironic, really, when you think about yeah, it. It is, considering where they're located, yeah. Um, but since they secured... Premier League safety, they've lost the two games since against Chelsea and Crystal Palace. So, yeah, very much given off that vibe. Manchester United with with Champions League still to aim for and momentum to build ahead of an FA Cup final as well. So I think United should get a fairly routine one here. Failed score in four of the last seven on the road, United. That does concern me ever so slightly. They are absolutely formidable at home. I wish this was a little bit fatter, to be honest with you, the price. Um, a 1.54. I think this heavily leans into what I said at the top of the show, where all the narrative is on United. United need to win. Bournemouth, nothing to play for. I'm a little bit disappointed, yep. but they're, you know, I'm not saying they're not going to win, because I think they will. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, do agree, a bit of a scary team to back away, especially when you're looking at 1.54. But yeah, mm-hmm. take the points. Um, Fulham against Palace up next then. 2.52 for Fulham. 3.5 for the draw and 3.05 for Palace to win. Um, this is 10th playing 12th. Neither team really has anything to to play for this season. They're a very, very slim outside chance of, of Fulham getting a Europa Conference League spot, but like I say, very, very, very slim. Um, all things considered, I I don't know which way this one's going to go, personally. I would just say that Palace's away form does worry me. Um, since the turn of the year, they've played nine away games in the Premier League. They've only beaten Southampton and Leeds away from home. They've lost all of the others, aside from a draw away at Brentford, so they don't have a very good away away record at all. Um, do you have any strong fancies? Uh, straight straight vibes for me. Straight vibes. So I'm going to go for over three point five. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. So Fulham at home, seventy two point two two percent of their games have been over two point five. Now, Crystal Palace are the opposite at 33.33% of their games away from home have been overs. So they do kind of fly in the face of it a little bit. But, you know, under Roy the boy, that they're certainly unlocked going forward, I would say, when they're on it. Um, you know, two against Bournemouth, four against West Ham. Of course, yes, we are looking at a couple of blanks in there. Uh, Wolves and Tottenham recently to report. And again, Tom like you said, both on the road. And then with Fulham, on top of those statistics, Mitro's back and he marked his return with a trademark, brilliant header. I just think it's not far to travel. 
you know, everyone's feeling good, sun's out, you know, over 3.5 is 3.65. The players are on the pitch. The players are on the pitch. Elise, Eze, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's certainly something I could see happening. Okay, well, let's hope it's a ding-dong. Ding-dong. Um, Liverpool-Villa then up next. 1.51 for Liverpool, 5.2 for the draw, and 6.6 for Villa. You know, Villa are siding... Fairly decent form, less so away than at home. But like we've said before, Liverpool charging up the league, looking to break into those Champions League places and put as much pressure as they can on Manu and Newcastle. Seven wins in a row for Liverpool, no losses in nine, uh, three clean sheets in a row as well. They're they're fairly short, but and despite Villa not being too bad. I think Liverpool will win this one again. I just can't see them slowing down at the moment, the form they're in. Um, I don't think they'll hammer Villa at all. I think we could probably look at Liverpool and unders. But, uh, yeah, I think Liverpool should should definitely win. Um, unbeaten at home in the Premier League since October, when they were turned over by Leeds, of all teams. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, anything other than that for you? Well, I just think Liverpool deserve credit at the back as well as going forward it's three clean sheets in a row at the moment so definitely uh expect them to to be nice and tight and yeah i think if this is played at villa park it's a, it's a different story you know villa haven't won any of the last five trips to anfield uh, so again skinny because liverpool need the points and villa well i suppose villa do too but liverpool's need is arguably greater um so yeah a little bit skinny, but Liverpool to win. Okay. Um, final three o'clock. Wolves at home to Everton. 2.84 for Wolves. 3.45 for the draw. And 2.74 for Everton. So very marginal favourites here. And this kind of leans into the narrative that you've been talking about, where Everton need the points. They're the favourites away at Wolves, which is, um, you know, it's not an easy game. You know, Wolves have been... Very good recently at home. Um, they've won four in a row. Five of the last six. Won all of those to nil. Can Everton do it? My eyes my eyes are lighting up here. Um, with Everton being the favourites, I think I'll be, I'll be back in Wolves. And I think, Tom, Everton are favourites because of two reasons. And number one, you just touched on it. Uh, and number two, that Brighton result, right? That Brighton result is that is that a sign of what's to come? Are they going to absolutely hammer Wolves? And is this the new Everton away from home? I, I don't really know. The game before that, uh, well, two games before that, they uh, did manage creditable draws at Leicester and Palace. But I agree, Tom. I think Wolves have been good at home. You know, when I have a look at Wolves and their home record, you know, I'm looking at four clean sheets in a row at Molyneux. And they are against Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Brentford and Chelsea. All better sides than Everton. Um, yeah, I think I will be back in Wolves here. I, I probably will be looking at a nice little combination, maybe, of Wolves and Unders. I don't know how you feel like that about that, sorry. But neither side known for going forward, I think it's fair to say. And Wolves and Under 2.5 is a huge 6.2. Yeah, that is big. And if you dial back a little bit further um, to, to the start of March, beat Spurs at home to nil. 
again in February, beat Liverpool at home to nil. So I know some of these sides don't travel particularly strongly, but Wolves have got form here. And even though they don't have anything to play for, they're still uh, they're still putting in performances at home. So yeah, can I'm, I add something on that? Like yeah. I feel like Wolves, Wolves are pretty aggressive. They're pretty nasty. Um, and I think they, they're they a group of warriors. And I don't think they would take defeat at all. Like, they don't want to lose in any circumstances, even though there's nothing on the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, Just yeah. from what I've seen this season, they are animals. Yeah. They're not, wolves they're not wolves are animals, but um, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're not ones to, to go on the beach, as we'd like to say. And mm. uh, and sure, Lopetegui's not the kind of manager who'd allow them to do so either. Yeah. Um, so it certainly could be some value in the Wolves price or maybe a little look into double chance Wolves and draw if you want to take something a bit shorter. But hopefully, as Forest fans, we're right on this particular game and Everton don't get any points mm. um, because it would heap a little bit more pressure on the next game, which is 530 Forest at home to Arsenal. 5.9 is the price for Forest. 4.6 for the draw and 1.62 for Arsenal. Oh, God. It, that 5.9, and we spoke about it before we came on air, it's like a black hole, isn't it? It's sucking us in. Because we're Forest fans, so we're always going to be a little bit high on Forest. But the fact that Arsenal lost to Brighton last weekend... Open the door to Manchester City to win the title, essentially. Arsenal don't really have anything to play for other than a bit of pride. Um, and Forrest, everything's still to play for. And we're playing well at the moment. We're scoring goals. Um, we're, we're strong at home anyway. I, oh God, it's tempting, isn't it? It's tempting. I'm already on it. <laughs> hey, I, there we go. Yeah, I, I've been on it since the, the full-time whistle when at Stamford Bridge. And I understood what was needed. Um, and then obviously the, the Brighton result followed and I went back in and doubled down. Um, for, me, the, for me, this is one of the last games that Arsenal won. Of course, I'm not saying Man, uh, Forrester is good at home as Man U, Man City, Liverpool, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of the atmosphere that's going to be whipped up, and we've spoke about it before, that city ground atmosphere, is going to be like no other in the country that day. Um, Forest have everything to play for. A win and results going their way could guarantee survival on that Saturday. Um, a win and results not going perfectly could almost guarantee it. And a draw even would put Forest within touching distance of survival. I think this is one of the last games Arsenal won. And we're going to see two sides here, aren't we? We're going to see, you know, quotation marks. This is not what I've said, but, you know, the general public seem to think that Arsenal are, are bottlers and Arsenal are weak mentally and, and they'll break and they'll collapse and they'll all that bad stuff. Or we're going to see that this is a new Arsenal and even though they've lost the title this year, they're going to be ready to swing again next year and they're going to come out angry and they're going to come out flying and they're going to try and reward those traveling fans that I'm sure will have sold out their away allocation. No Martinelli is pretty big. Leandro Trossard coming in is obviously not a bad replacement at all. But I just think Forrest at 5.9 is worth your money. I'm not saying, you know, 
put your life savings on it at all. Obviously, gamble responsibly and within your means, but it's a very tasty outsider and probably the tastiest risk versus reward for me uh, this weekend. Yeah, and I will throw out there, I think you could take it further. The Nottingham Forest to win and both teams to score is 9.8, so it's a big price, only 9-1 to one for that. Forest haven't kept a clean sheet in 15 consecutive games. We don't do clean sheets. We're now in a mode of trying to outscore the opposition. Um, so, yeah, uh, we won't keep a clean sheet in this game. Not a chance um, for me. Uh, but we will score. I'm very confident we will at least score one, probably two or more, um, the way we're playing. So, I think if you're going to go for Forest, you may as well go for Forest to win and both teams to score. Or if you're a little more, if you're a bit more risk averse, both teams to score on its own. One point seven one. I'm pretty confident that that will definitely come in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving into Sunday, then we've got three games on Sunday. Uh, funny kickoffs times. Um, West Ham against Leeds kicks off at one thirty. Um, Two point four six for West Ham. Three point six five for the draw, and three point zero. For Leeds, um, this is one of those games where I keep tossing backwards and forwards in my head which way this is going to go. And it's mainly West Ham-based um, because we saw last weekend they rested, what, eight, team, eight first-team players mm-hmm. with the second leg of the Europa Conference League semi-final in mind, which I, I understand, but... You know, they'll have played that Conference League match. They may well have got through to the final. Is Moyes going to pull a similar trick here? And then two to one for Leeds looks fantastic value, I think, if he does. Um, If he doesn't, if he keeps a a more settled squad, perhaps makes one or two changes, then I think it's a much tougher game for Leeds. But I feel like so much rides on, one, the West Ham team selection, I feel it's probably beneficial if they win. As a, Speaking as, from a Forest perspective and wanting West Ham to win, it's probably beneficial if they get through to the final of the Conference League because you want to maintain a bit of momentum and, and go into that final on the back of a good run of performances and potentially wins. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm eyeing up that 2-1 to one for Leeds just, just in case. Uh, no, not for me. Um, mm. No, I, I'm I'm not ready to back a Sam Allardyce Leeds United. To be honest with you, I I just have no idea what I'm getting myself into. To be honest with you, I'm look, Tom, the 30th of December, 2022. That was the last time West Ham played at home and didn't score a goal at home. Mm. They, whether they rest or not. Obviously, they've been kind of sticking with the same team throughout the Premier League and Conference League campaign. They find the back of the net. 1.7 is both teams to score. That's as far as I'm going to go here because I just have no idea what a Sam Allardyce Leeds United looks like. Clearly, it was very ding-dong in his first game, uh, second game sorry, against um, Newcastle. And they obviously got that goal away at Man City when they lost 2-1 in his first game. And the last time Leeds failed to notch a goal in any game was the 4th of uh, March. So that's a whole 10 games ago. They've scored in 10 consecutive games. For me, both teams to score is uh, where I will be going for this one. 
and no further. Okay. Uh, next game then, two o'clock kickoff. So strange we've got a one thirty and then a two o'clock. Mm. Uh, but Brighton against Southampton is a two o'clock. It's 1.25 for Brighton, 7.4 for the draw and 14.0 for Southampton. Um, you called it correctly last weekend, Tom, so credit to you. I thought Southampton might show a little bit of fight in their game last weekend against Fulham. They didn't. It was the funeral that you anticipated it to be. And they went down 2-0 to Fulham at home. I can't see anything other than Brighton racking up a few goals here. Can can you? Yeah. Um, more misery for Southampton, Brighton to take the piss, to be yeah. honest with you. At least two. At least. Yeah, yeah they're far this, too this, short on the nose, aren't they? Far yeah, too way, short. way too short. This Southampton team is... Com- and, you know, this is part of the issue of having so many young players is they are so weak mentally and they are basically not up for the fight. When you think about it, they've gone down with a whimper, to be honest with you. It, it, they haven't shown hardly any fight. Brighton and over 2.5. It's even 1.64. I don't yeah. think it's worth your money. I think the only thing that I, I could probably find that kind of may tempt me into an accumulate, putting it as part of an accumulator, um, Brian to be winning at half time, it's 1.65. So, yeah, I'm with you. I could see that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good thinking. Um, which brings us on to our final game where I kind of think it's. A similar thing. Man City at home to Chelsea, 1.28 is the price for City. So just a, a touch, touch bigger than Brighton were. 6.8 for the draw and 13.5 for Chelsea. Don't you just feel like it's a barometer of how far Chelsea have fallen at the moment? Say they're 13.5 outsiders at Man City. It's, uh, it's a massive price for 1.28 for City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, if the Forest game goes well, as we hope it will, Man City would have wrapped up the title, courtesy of Forest beating Arsenal. So they won't even need to win this game to uh, to secure the league title. But um, I think Man City, has, as are Brighton, too short to back on the nose. But again, we can look at the half-time resort market. So Manchester City to be winning at half-time against Chelsea. Um, that's priced at one6 one so that's the only really thing I could find yeah agreed okay Monday night football then Newcastle at home to Leicester 1.42 for Newcastle 5.6 for the draw and 7.8 for Leicester is there another funeral coming on yeah yeah there is um and this is this is very different in my mind, where you've got Southampton, who whose players I think probably do care, and they and they have been trying this season, and you know they just haven't been good enough, and they've not been big and strong enough. It from what I see, I'm not in the changing room, I'm not on the cha- training ground. Leicester don't care; their players do not care, like one percent. They've got way too many players out of contract. Or, you know, looking to leave or out of contract in, you know, not the end of this season, the end of next season. Going to be flirting around for a move. These players couldn't care less. Newcastle need a win, uh, especially if United and Liverpool have both won. Uh, and Tottenham, for, for argument's sake as well, uh, the days before. Newcastle will need something. 
and Leicester won't have the bottle to go and get anything. Yeah, yeah. See a comfortable Newcastle win here. I'm with you. Um, so that then wraps up the Premier League for this weekend. So shall we have a look into the treble um, for last weekend and then this weekend's one? Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, we we predicted goals, but the only issue is they're all in one net, pretty much. So we had both teams to score. Uh, we had Chelsea Forest that came in that was two two. And then we had Everton, Man City and Arsenal, Brighton. And both away teams won 3-0. So not often that, you know, what's that? Six, seven, that's 10 goals spread across three games and only uh, only four teams scoring. So a little bit of a weird one, uh, to be honest with you. So a little bit disappointed with that. Yeah, I agree. Um Maybe the Man City against Everton one, yeah, okay. Um, I understand the reasons why we did it statistically, uh, but Arsenal are the ones that really expected to at least score a goal at home to Brighton, didn't you? But okay, never mind. We move yeah. on. I think um, we were confident in Forest scoring and Chelsea, yeah. obviously. Man City were always going to score, and then yeah, Everton. Uh, sorry, Arsenal, Brighton was supposed to be end to end, both teams to score, and then it was basically in my mind all down to Everton getting a goal. But yeah, yeah. Hey, how? Um, we'll go on to this week's treble anyway. We've got a bit of a mixed treble, uh, shaking it up a bit to end the season. So it starts on Friday. So no, it doesn't. It starts on Saturday at three o'clock with Manchester United to win away at Bournemouth. And then the five thirty game, Forest and Arsenal to be both teams to score, and then moving into Sunday, Manchester City to be winning at half time against Chelsea. So that's. Man United to win, Forest Arsenal both teams to score, and Man City to be winning at half time against Chelsea. Um, Ten pounds on that treble pays forty two pounds sixty pence, so odds of four point two six for the treble. Lovely, lovely. So, um, going to be transitioning now into very quick announcement, and that is that unfortunately, due to very busy personal lives. This will be the last pod of this season, but we are still going to be pushing stuff out consistently. Um, so T underscore FB podcast is where you're going to be able to follow us for the last day and through the summer. And we're obviously always looking to improve. So we're actually, I'm in the process of coming up with a, a little survey that I'm going to put out on Twitter. And I'm hoping that some people can respond to it to come up with some ideas to help us grow because we've tried a couple of things in the past. Some things have gone down well, some things haven't gone down well. Um, so we want to listen to the people who support us. So we're going to be sending out some stuff um, in the next couple of weeks, probably after the Prem's all wrapped up, just to see how we can improve and hashtag come back stronger for 23-24. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we want you guys to listen to what you want to listen to. Does that make sense? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It does make sense. there's stuff that we, that we don't do that you want to see us do. Let us know. Cause we're, we're all ears and we're open to improving the show any way we can. We've been doing the same thing for what? Six, six seasons now, five seasons. How long have we been doing yeah, this? Yeah. It's been a while. So it's the, we've had the same format, exactly the same pretty much. And thrown in a little bit of additional new stuff here and there, which like Tom says, some's worked, some hasn't. 
But if there's stuff that you'd like to see us do, maybe you just want more of the same. But let us know either way. Um, we appreciate any feedback. Yes. And uh, when we're talking about the end of the season, we obviously have to talk about fancy football, unfortunately. Um, I have forgot to do my team two mm-hmm. weeks in a row. So now I'm I'm in the 270s. But I'll be honest with you. If I did my team, I'd be in the same spot. So. <laughs> Really it's been a long old slog of a season, hasn't it? It's, it's been a been tough crap. one. It's, it's been, been one of the worst seasons I've had for a while on fantasy yeah. football. Horrendous. Um, worst game in the world. However, Tom, we have an actual title race on our yeah. hands. So, you know, forget Man City, Arsenal, rubbish. There's no Napolis. There's no Barcelonas in this league. We've got... a. Full-on two-horse race separated by two points. I so would got... interject and say it's a three-horse race. Really? It's a three-horse race, mate. You think Phil Basley is in it? He's only 15 points behind. Yeah, true. All right, we'll put him in. So third is Phil Basley, 2469 points. Second, Johan Ekstrom, 2482. And top, Pat Ravenhall, Two four eight four. So wow. this is pretty exciting to be honest with you. Winner gets a twenty quid uh, free bet from us with Matchbook. That's that's pretty outstanding stuff. Yeah, they're they're smashing it. They're smashing it. It's it's mad. So well done to all three of you at the top. Whoever ends up winning it will announce the winner on our social media channels. Mm-hmm. Um, all done fantastically well. I, I'm sure for a long time Pat was top of the league by a long way. And everyone's just kind of reeled him in over the last month or so. Um, I've had a good week, personally. I know you said you forgot to do your team. I've got 86 points at the oh, moment. Good for you. Average of 48. So Ooh. I'm in 202nd. So I'm, <laughs> my target's to break into the top 200 again by the end of the season. Um, I'm only four points away. So fingers crossed it can be done Yeah, uh, with, with a strong end to the season. Just packing my team with like Man City and Brighton players because they seem to be playing all the time. And Man United. Um, United. (laughs) If I was to, if I was to, I feel like you're Aston Villa. Like you're in, you're in that mid table. You're trying to achieve a goal that doesn't really mean that much. You know, finishing ninth over tenth or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. I give you that. Next season, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, playing the fantasy football. If you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast or, or tell a friend about it ahead of the new season. Um, yeah, the more listeners, the, the merrier. Yeah, and I just want to take a moment on, uh, on behalf of both of us to thank Matchbook for their support again this season. The full season of sponsorship with them. Uh, great partners looking forward to the future with them so just wanted to give them a a quick shout out yeah and lastly a shout out to everybody who has listened to us uh, watched us contributed to our social channels throughout the duration of this season I feel like the what nine months have absolutely flown by since we started podding in in late July early August Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah thanks to all of you for supporting the pod once again this season and as Tom mentions, we'll be uh, canvassing opinions on social. In the meantime, we'll be back for uh, a new season, probably a season preview in July. 
Yeah, not long yeah. at all. The off season yeah. is uh, is pretty short. Yeah, it'll come flying around. But yeah, thanks again, guys. We appreciate all of you, and we'll see you soon.